Yo, what's up everybody? It's Rick and welcome to Big Leagues Chicago. And oh boy, the fucking Bears, bro. Take the dub against the Raiders. Pretty con- pretty convincing W, I think. Uh they end up winning 20 to 9 and like I said, very convincing W. The the defense looked outstanding today. Justin Fields looked pretty good. Again, not nothing crazy out of Justin Fields, but consistent, you know, not making any terrible plays and they come out with a W. So let's get into it. I didn't get to watch the game this time. Um, I did catch, um, I believe the, some of the first, all of the second and most of the third. So I'm going to try to give you guys uh, a quick recap here. Um, It's not going to be as descriptive as I usually do, but It'll still be good, I think. So let's uh, start off with the Bears. Okay, so first quarter, not really too much going on. Um, the The Raiders kind of go down the field, um, and they hit a, hit a 31-yard field goal. Daniel Carson for 31 yards. Uh, they take a lot of time off the clock. Uh, they do 13 plays, 69 yards for 6 minutes and 8 seconds. But after that, I mean, it's kind of like, a bear shot after that because they don't really let up too many big, uh, big chunks of time because they, they took a lot of time on their plays. So kind of going away from the first quarter wasn't very, um, wasn't very, wasn't very good. The, the best part about the first quarter is yeah, they only scored three and they kind of marched down the field, right? 69 yards started off at the, uh, the fucking 31 yard line and the defense kind of held them. Right. So I believe they had a, a penalty in the red zone and the bear stopped them uh, after that kind of thrown in the end zone. I believe um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they had actually scored, but it was ruled because ruled back because of that, um, that penalty. I think it was holding. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but either way, they only come away with three points. So the defense is holding up solid. And that is kind of like the theme of the entire game. So we head into the second quarter bears with the ball And Justin Fields finally, finally gets his first throwing or first passing touchdown to a tight end that, I mean, you wouldn't expect really Jesper Horstead. So he gets a two yard pass from Justin Fields. Uh, The extra point from Santos is good. Now that whole series, that whole offensive series from the Bears took up 10 plays, 72 yards, and they are marching down the field. This offense is looking just, just really good. Again, you know, Bill Lazor's back play calling, and you can tell that this offense is moving. They're moving with a purpose, and they're, you know, doing it to score points. I will say, though, the running game um, has its, like, good and bad, because at least from what I saw, right, and it kind of improved in the uh, third quarter, if not the end of the second, Damian Williams kind of gets stuffed like a lot um, during at least the first quarter he he's running he uh, and you know, he's, he's more of the speed guy, right? Whereas Montgomery is a little bit of both. He's speed and he's, he's force. He is just this guy who's going to fight for every fucking yard that, you know, he's going to get. So Damian Williams kind of getting stuffed at the, at the line. Not really, not really sure. Like, He's just not that physical guy. Uh, Khalil Herbert, though, definitely that physical guy and pretty pretty speedy himself. 
So that's kind of the, the things I noticed at least from uh, the, the, the game that I did watch. Obviously it did improve later um, with the running game though. The line was doing really well this game. So that is great to see from the line. You know, they had a really bad game against um, who was it? The Browns. And they just kind of, they just, I don't know. They were a fucking wet paper towel, letting everything and anything through that game. They've improved these last two games. Yeah. You know, they went against the lions and I was, you know, last week I spoke after the, at the lions game that I thought this game today against the Raiders was going to be kind of like a, a game that they're like, all right, let's see what the bears are made of. And at least from the Lions' perspective, they looked really good against a pretty solid defense. You know, that has Max Crosby and a lot of great defensive guys. So they looked really good against them. And they kept moving the line. They, they kept making sure they were making holes for Williams and Herbert and the running game outside of like those first couple quarters from Damian Williams looked really solid, you know, with Montgomery out. That's kind of something you want to see. You want the running game to continue to be as good as it has been with Montgomery. And it's just nice to see the line, you know, continuing their success from previous games or even getting better. You know, so and and with Montgomery gone, it's it's tougher because you never know what you're going to get with any running backs. But Damian Williams is doing really well, and so is Herbert in uh, in the absence of Montgomery. So, getting back, defense kind of holding holding the um, the uh, the Raiders in check. Mac gets a sack in the second quarter. He did really well this game, and kind of like a uh, kind of a revenge game you know they could really didn't do shit and last time they played in london so this is kind of more of his okay i'm back and i'm it's time to fucking you know show out and whatnot so it's actually he did he had a really good game so he sacks car kind of talking some smack after that sack i don't know if it was more of like a uh hey we used to be on the same team so we're kind of like talking shit you know just a little bit but n- nothing too serious but it's definitely like some smack talk going on love to see that from mac though but so after that sack, after that defensive uh, stop, the Bears kind of get the uh, the the ball back, and this next series they go 16 plays, 86 yards, and they take eight minutes and 17 seconds off the clock. So they are like holding onto the ball and taking off time. They're doing it like effectively, and they're still at the end of these really long drives, still scoring, which that's exactly what you want to do, right? Is you want to get many yards as possible, take as much time on the clock, but still end up with points at the end of it instead of maybe turning it over or, or uh, maybe like a, you know, three and out, something like that at the end of like a really long drive. So they're doing it effectively. Again, the play calling has been pretty good with Justin Fields passing it to uh, Aaron, Allen Robinson, Aaron Robinson, (laughs) Allen Robinson, and Mooney and kind of distributing distributing it amongst a lot of receivers that we have had. I'll hit you guys up with the uh, stats here in a bit after I go pretty much through the whole game. Not a lot goes on in the third quarter. Um, a really a pretty pretty good uh, interception though by Houston Carson uh, in the third quarter. Uh, to me, it looked like Derek Carr kind of just like lazily threw it up there. You know, like when you try to get as much air under it, try to get it as far as possible. It just, it gave a lot of time for Houston Carson to come in there and, you know, he basically took it out of the dude's hands. I don't know if it was rugs or Renfro. I forget who he was throwing it to, but he basically took it out of his hands, intercepted it. 
good to go. And then we have a Gibson sack in the third quarter. This guy's just, he's just killing it, man. Like second year. And again, you know, we're saying his name a lot, um, at least on this podcast. And I feel like all over, you know, Chicago media. So another, uh, a great addition to this defense. Glad they picked him up in the draft and he is just showing out in his second year. So that's really fucking awesome to see. So they, uh, the Damian Williams has a four yard. Ugh, I didn't even get to the uh, touchdown, did I? Well, either way, Damian Williams four yard run touchdown. Uh, Santos' uh, kick was good for the extra point. Damian Williams, I believe that was the second touchdown of the year, if I'm not mistaken. But again, they take a lot of yards, a lot of a lot of time off the clock there. So Damian Williams gets his touchdown, and that was pretty much the end of the half. They turn, they get a turnover um, in the second, it, towards the end of the second quarter, with about a minute left. Um, not too much going on. They did try to try to at least get it within field goal range because they were passing the ball and they were spiking. And once they got, I think near the 50, but it ended up, it ended with a, uh, Justin Fields sack from the Raiders. So it is what it is. No big deal. We're still up 14, three at this point. So we get, uh, back, back to the third quarter, kind of jumping back and forth. This is what happens when I don't watch the game and I don't take notes. Right. I just kind of like fuck it up for everybody, but uh, yeah, third quarter, Houston Carson pick, Gibson sack. And that was kind of like the biggest points to take out of the third quarter. There really wasn't too much. There's a lot of punting going on. The one thing that does you kind of do take away from this and what we as Bears fans have been seeing a lot is that second half kind of um, struggles on offense. It's it's like these these play calls are really good the first first half. And I feel like we just kind of like – take the foot off the pedal to kind of give whoever we're going against maybe a second chance. And that's the shitty thing, right? Because I feel like if we, if we're doing a lot of three and outs, I'm, I'm saying we like I'm on the fucking team, right? If the bears offense is, you know, kind of out there just doing whatever the fuck and the play calling isn't there. And it's a lot of three and outs, you know, you have the defense on there, which is really good. Again, really good, good game by them this, this week against the Raiders. But, you don't want the defense out there that much because they do play at a high level and you don't want them tired, which was a lot of the issues in a couple of these games where the defense was out there way longer than it should have been under Matt Nagy's fucking play calling. Right. So you start to tire out the defense and you never know kind of how it's going to go after that. Right. Because you still have the rest of the third quarter and a whole another quarter to kind of, um, <clears throat> to kind of supplement that great defense. And they're going to get tired if they're out there for too long. So I feel like we're taking, you know, they're they're taking the uh, their foot off the pedal a lot, and it's kind of it's kind of enraging to be honest, man. Like you have Justin Fields passing the ball really well, you have the running game doing well, you have the line playing well. Like let's keep that going. And it's just they kind of are like, okay, well we're we're up fourteen three. If they score a touchdown, then maybe we'll start, you know, calling out some better plays or more dynamic plays and things like that. And it's just, it's just annoying. So not a lot really goes on in the third quarter, but again, you know, the defense is doing really well, kind of picking up the slack for the offense who didn't really get a lot going kind of punt after punt after punt. And then we get into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Raiders finally do get on the, uh, on the touchdown uh, scoreboard. At least they did have a field goal in the first and Josh Jacobs one yard run. So, they took a lot of uh, time off the clock there, uh, about eight minutes and 20 seconds for 74 yards. Uh, they did try for a two-point pass conversion, but uh, I believe Carr got sacked. I forget by who. 
but they didn't get that that those extra two points or whatever. So Bears still up 14-9. And as we kind of go along the fourth quarter, we get two field goals from Santos, both for 46 yards. Um, still taking a lot of time off the clock on his uh, first field goal, 10 plays, 57 yards, six minutes and 16 off the clock. That gives uh, the Bears the uh, 17-9 lead. And then uh, with about a minute left, he uh, gets another 46-yard field goal, which makes it 20-9, to and that's kind of where it ends there. Now, there was a scary moment during the game where it seemed that uh, like Justin Fields was rolling out of the pocket. He had, he had pump faked with... Uh, God, I forgot the defensive player's name on the Raider, on the Raiders, but he had pump faked rolling out of the pocket and then decided to run. But right as, right after he pump faked, he got, I'm pretty sure it counts as a sack. I don't know. I don't think there was any forward progress or any loss of yards, but he had hyperextended his knee was out for about, uh, three plays. Um, I'm not mistaken. Kind of went to the sideline, got checked out. It was a hyperextended knee. Did come back in the game after Dalton completed a pass for, I believe, eight yards. And, you know, that was kind of about it. So it was a little sc- a bit of a scary moment there for all the Bear fan- Bears fans. Uh, we saw that happen and we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Right? This isn't what we needed. We don't need Justin Fields getting hurt. But he's a tough, tough dude, man. He came back out after a few minutes on the sidelines, after just a few plays, and, you know did his thing. So I, I believe that was in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And that's when they had the four yard run, or maybe it wasn't, I forget exactly. Again, I didn't get to watch the full game, but I'm just glad they came out with a W. So that was a scary moment there. Um, possession time. Again, they had a, one of the things I did know again is the possession time, uh, 32 minutes versus 28, uh, with the Raiders. And it just felt like the bears had the ball longer you know obviously they only had it fucking five minutes more but those five minutes do count you know at the end of it but it just felt like they had the ball or possession of the ball a lot longer than the Raiders so let's move on to the team stats so for passing uh Justin Fields saw for 20 111 yards 5.6 average with one touchdown um not the best right like it's it's still only 111 yards, nothing crazy. Um, so this is kind of where I feel like the second half offense is just lacking the first half offense stuff, right? Like it's just that, that, that just dynamicness. Uh, but that's kind of, I feel like that's where these stats kind of like just dwindle down, right? When you kind of look at our at Bears quarterbacks, we haven't really had anybody go over 300 yards since probably Cutler. Maybe Trubisky had a game or two in there, and maybe, I don't know, one of the other fucking 30 quarterbacks we've had since Cutler has done it. But you don't, we don't have that. At one point, we were probably one of the, the most dynamic offenses under Cutler, right? I believe when they signed him, when they had re-signed him, they gave him an extension, whatever it was. Like, we were one of the best offenses. We had the most yards. Um, so it, it kind of sucks because we, we have Justin Fields, you know, and you know, we're, we're averaging nothing great again, 111 yards passing. And that's, you know, what Justin Fields is as well as he's doing again, he's a rookie, but still, you know, you that's, I just think the second half offense is lacking and they're kind of, like I said before, taking their, their foot off the pedal, which in turn has given us kind of a shitty, shitty offensive output. Andy Dalton came in for one, uh, attempt for eight yards. That's about it. You know, it was nice. He's 
fucking nice guy, Andy, coming in to take those, you know, to take those reps for field when he when he was out for that little bit. Uh, rushing, we had Khalil Herbert, 18 carries for 75 yards. Damian Williams, 16 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. So they both averaged about four yards. And then Justin Fields, three carries for four yards, nothing special. Uh, receiving, Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson getting uh, the most receptions. Mooney with three for 35 yards. Robinson with four for 32 yards. Robinson, man, he had one really good catch that it looked like it was going to be over his head, but he just secures the ball no matter what every single time. And and it's just it's impressive what he can do when you throw him the ball and he just catches it. Um, Darnell Mooney is, after last week's great game, he had it's pretty meh kind of game for him, right? I, I don't feel like there's too many dynamic plays. Um, don't see what the longest was, the longest pass was for Justin Fields, but it was nothing like, you know, last week when he had like 40, 50 yard passes, you know, he only had 111 yards. So it's kind of tough to, to do that when again, the second half offense is like either Bill Lazor, you know, is not play calling anymore or what, but you know, it's just, it's kind of tough to have really big plays like that. And then Cole Komet, two receptions for 22 yards. Awesome. You know, he's kind of starting to get in the mix of it. Damian Williams had two catches for 20 yards. Good win, one for eight, and Horstead one for two with that one touchdown. Um, I, I'm, st- I'm still, I still want to see more from Komet, man. Young guy, big guy. I just, he's, it's just sad that he's not involved more. I feel like they should involve him more, or maybe their play calling is just not very tight end, you know, heavy. Even though they have the most tight ends probably in the league, but either way, you know, they did. They did send it, or they did uh, pass it to Horstead this time for a touchdown. So maybe they're maybe they're going to try to incorporate the uh, tight ends a little bit more. And again, no no sighting of uh, Jimmy Graham. I don't know if he had any targets to be honest, but he definitely didn't have any fucking catches. So again, I'm going to say it until they fucking get rid of him, or until he has a great game and he scores a couple touchdowns. But what the fuck are we doing with him? Get rid of him. Honestly, get rid of them. Um, the defense. This defense has just been getting better since week one. You know, um, you have Roquan Smith leading uh, on tackles today with 10. Uh, Khalil Mack with eight in a sack. He, he's been, he's just been, he's just been way better than he, than he was last year. Um, his last couple years, to be honest, he kind of declined and he's kind of back up on the up and up uh this season and what more can you say about Khalil Mack right like he's always been a force but the last few years again it just wasn't there like that ferociousness wasn't there and now it's starting to come together I guess for him again he's kind of having like a uh a um reawakening almost you know so that's fucking awesome to see from Khalil Mack I did see a post like, when are we going to start considering him for defense player of the year? And I mean, yeah, I think that's a, that's a real, um, that's a real possibility for Cleo Mack. You know, he's been, he's been defensive player of the year before, but when he was back on the Raiders, um, I can't remember if we got, if we traded for him the year after that or one or two years after that, but either way, you know, it's Cleo Mack's always going to be good. He's going to be good for, maybe a couple more years, I think, you know, at least as long as the contract is with the bears. So 
defensive player of the year. I think it's a real possibility. And I think he's got a really good shot, you know, five sacks. He does lead the bears. Now, um, Robert Quinn, I think still has four and a half and he had an okay game, three tackles today, nothing crazy, but you know, when Robert Quinn has a down game, you know, Khalil Mack's there with the one sack, the eight tackles. And if, you know, Khalil Mack isn't there, maybe we have Alec Ogletree or fucking, you know, DeAndre Houston Carson had an interception today. You know, Mario Edwards Jr. Um, Akeem Hicks was out today. So, you know, can't get a good game from him, but he's, he's going to come back eventually. Right. So we got guys who are picking each other up, you know, when one guy's got a, not not having a great game. The other guys are having a great game. So it's it's just this defense is doing really well right now. And they've just gotten better since week one. I had really wish if imagine if they had, you know, won won uh if they had beaten the Browns, right? They'd be four and one right now. Well, they would they definitely wouldn't be second in the division. They'd be up there with, with the Packers right now, four and one. So really good win by this team again. The only thing I think stopping us right now um, <clears throat> from being a, a better team really is that second half offense. It's just, it's taking all the work that first half offense is doing and just kind of like they, they build these leads, right? And they, they don't add on to it, which, which makes other teams just so much better, right? They they need to add on to it because you never know because a lot of these teams are coming back on them. The Bengals game was scary. Even the Lions game was a little scary, right? We were in control of that game the entire time, but it's still like, fuck, right? Like we'll see, you know, who knows exactly what's going to happen. So the, the the second half offense is really one of the only things stopping this the, the Bears from being really good and being a team that – uh a lot of uh, the people are going to look at to maybe win the division or just be in the playoffs, you know, get a secure wild card spot and you never know, right? Because this defense is that good. So that's really the only thing that's going to stopping them is that second half offense because the defense is doing well. Special teams is doing well. Cairo Santos has been automatic since last year. This uh, just him being on the team has been great. You know, I remember when I first heard the name, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to be on it, right? Because we had Pinero. And Pinero got hurt. Carlos came in and is just, again, has been automatic since. So defense and special teams have been great. Offense has been good for the first half and that's it. So that's the only thing that really needs to pick up. Again, they did win 20 to nine. Bears are three and two. Um, the Packers did win today as well. So Packers are four and one, but the Bears are coming, man. And they have the Packers next week. If I am not mistaken. So let's double check their schedule real quick. So they do have the Packers at Soldier Field next week. And then the Bucks uh, at Tampa Bay. So if they can win one of those two games, man, like they're still they're still in it, right? Like imagine beating the Packers. Then they, they have the same record at the end of the day. And it's just a really solid one for the Bears. It's more of a serious win, right? Um, I, like I said, I thought if they had been the Raiders because the Raiders were doing so well, they were three and one at the time that it would be a pretty, pretty good, pretty good, like statement game for the bears. And I, I still think, I still think it is, um, Raiders didn't do too well. Uh, David Carr with only 200 yards and an interception. So if they can beat the Packers, first of all, that'd be fucking awesome because I hate the Packers. We all do. Right. 
we all fucking hate the Packers. So they need to beat them and, you know, start securing a hold on the NFC North because the Vikings aren't doing too bad. You know, they, they're not great by any means, but you never know with them either. They have some good games. They'd be in the Lions on a, on a last minute field goal. So Packers seem to have the, the, the hold on the NFC North, but I think the Bears are very, very close behind them. And that's kind of what we need to do at this point is beat the Packers, get those games against Minnesota kind of, kind of, you know, they're going to be tough games, I think, too, because they do have a pretty dynamic offense in some, some games, right? They can score a lot of points when they want to, right? when Kirk Cousins isn't, you know, sucking dick. So beat the Packers, then we can focus on other division rivals and, you know, hopefully just kind of get the tiebreakers between all of them. And, you know, if they beat Tampa, you know, why not, right? If that defense can get a hold of Tom Brady and, the Bears lead in sacks, I believe, in the league, and I think that they added three more today, so they should be the league leaders still throughout this week unless somebody pulls a fucking Arizona Cardinals week one defense and has five. Um, but, you know, if they can get a hold of Tom Brady, man, watch out. This this team could be really good if they beat play, if they beat teams like the Packers and, and the Bucks, then watch out, right? Next thing you know, they're going to be fucking five and two and maybe leading – Uh, the division. So you never know with these guys. So hopefully they can string a couple more dubs here and they've got everything working on the team, except that second half offense. That's exactly when we need, that's exactly what they need to, to focus on and, you know, continue to make better. All right, let's talk some playoff baseball. So we got the white Sox in the, uh, and ALDS. Man, not great, right? They're down two games to one, but they did beat the Astros at uh, at US, at the cell, U.S. Cellular Field. They beat them twelve to six after they were tied six six. Uh, I, I forget in what inning, but they did get a game on them at the cell. Fans were going crazy, and you know they 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 had gotten beaten the first two games at Houston pretty badly. Man, that first game L six to one, and then nine to four not looking good for their pitching. Right. And even letting up six runs, their pitching is it's, it's crazy, right? Just, I mean, the Sox are in the playoffs and the Cubs aren't, but I feel like their pitching was what kind of got them there. Right. So, uh, again, I'm not too big on the Sox. I didn't really watch their season this past year. So if, uh, I'm sounding stupid, I'm sounding stupid, but I do like to mention at least the Sox for any white Sox listeners. So, down two games to one. Next game is on the twelfth versus the Astros at the cell. So hopefully they can tie it up, and it'd be it'd be awesome to see them move on to the to the ALCS, right? But as of right now, they have one game. Uh, they're still down one game, two to one. All right, let's hope for that W on the twelfth. Uh, the Cubs talking to Ross for an extension. I think he has one more year for next season. After that, he would uh, he would be gone as a manager, but they are talking about extensions. Um, so that's pretty interesting. You know, his first season wasn't bad. He had the entire core from the 2016 World Series run, I think, minus Arietta, right? <clears throat> so they went to the playoffs that year, lost to the Marlins in the first round, which was infuriating to say the least. And then this year, they weren't doing bad the first half. And then they had like an 11-game losing streak, that kind of – fucked it up. And I feel like management with that, like Jed Hoyer and all that saw that 11 game winning streak. And we're like, you know what? 
we are going to be sellers. They get rid of Rizzo. They get rid of Bryant. They get rid of Baez. Um, and you had two out of those three guys in the playoffs. Rizzo with the Yankees. Again, unfortunately, lost to the to the Red Sox. We did have a homer in that game. And then Chris Bryant thriving with the with the Giants right now. Um, but yeah, you know, Ross won one pretty good season and one, I mean, not so good season, right? His second half was pretty, pretty bad, but because I feel like we got rid of that, those core guys, he had Patrick wisdom and Schwindel and still Contreras, right? Like they were kind of putting asses in seats at that point because they'd gotten rid of the core. So they were pretty entertaining to watch. And I mean, they won their last two games against the Cardinals. So that was pretty cool, but you know, what, what can you do Ross? What can Ross do, you know, in that, at, at that point when, when you're, when your manager kind of just basically gives away all your fucking star players. Right. So you have to manage somehow. So I don't think it's a terrible move. He hasn't been, it's not like he's been a terrible manager by any means. So kind of looking forward to seeing his face in the, um, in, in a Cubs uniform for, I would say maybe the next three years. So next season will be final year of his current contract two years after that. And if they string a couple good winning seasons, I think he stays manager for a while. You know, um, he knows all the guys in there. Well, at least he used to, right. <laughs> um, but he's familiar with the club. He's familiar with, uh, management and it'd be great to kind of see a familiar face. One that hit a home run in the world series for us and did really well in the playoffs and just throughout the, the season. Um, it would just be nice. You know, I thought when they hired Ross, I thought it was going to, I thought it was more of like a, Hey, we suck, but this is pretty cool. Kind of higher. Right. I didn't really expect much, but again, they did go to the playoffs as one year. And, and even though it was a fucking sweep, it's, it's still something to kind of hold on to. Right. So uh, Ross being extended would be dope. And they're also looking for a manager, a general manager as well. Um, after Jed Hoyer had been basically promoted to, president of baseball operations there was no general manager and i feel like he's kind of taken all the heat for a lot of the moves and maybe if they get a general manager maybe it's a little bit more uh less his problem right because president of baseball operations versus general manager is very different he kind of had to take on both of those roles and people were mad that they got rid of the core but sometimes you got to do what you got to do and i don't really i don't really fault him i think i've said this before i don't really hate him for you know getting these guys off the team, trading away. Cause now you kind of, he's building his, his, uh, world series team. And, you know, we gave, we gave, um, Theo a lot of slack, you know, when he started, I think he came in in 2010 or 09 or 11. I forget what, when he came to the team exactly. Um, we gave him like six years, man. We, we got to give Hoyer some time, right? Cause if we don't, then, then, you know, we may as well just fucking get rid of him now and start over with some guy we don't know. At least, you know, he was on a team who was very successful for a number of years. So let's keep giving him a chance. I understand as, as a Cubs fan and as a season ticket holder that getting rid of all these guys kind of like makes the team bad. And it's just like, well, what's the point now? Right. But Again, let's give them some slack. Let's give them some time to get these guys up. We have a lot of a lot of promising young young guys in the farm system, um, and to have Ross is like kind of like a staple, you know. Again, he has a couple winning seasons, and it's a really good idea, good hire, good extension. So let's give them some time, and I think they will be able to uh, to to do well. 
with uh, the guys that are coming that are coming up and with uh, Ross as a manager. But let's hope they get a really good general manager because, you know, as as clearly clearly as we can see with the Bulls, general manager, good general manager, a good you know president of baseball operations working hand in hand with a solid manager, they could do wonders for a fucking team, right? Theo, Jed, and Joe prove that with the Cubs in their few years. And I think Jed's ready to get a general manager and keep David Ross as a manager of the team. And again, start his world series team. Speaking of the bulls three, and in their preseason and man, they look fucking exciting. Um, I'll let you know right now they, uh, game one brought a lot of great highlight reels with Caruso, uh, Zach Levine and, um, uh, God, who was DeMar DeRozan? They beat Cleveland game one, 131-95. Then the New Orleans Pelicans, 121-85. And they just beat Cleveland the other day, 102-101. to So, like, these guys have consistently been scoring over 100 points. And, yeah, it was close this game against Cleveland. But, I mean, they are very exciting to watch. Caruso to fucking... Uh, who was it? God damn it. I think it was DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, that sick-ass pass. And right under the basket, puts it in. Zach Levine with some dunks, man. Fucking Zoe with some great, like, I guess, what do you want to call it? Some fucking uh, court management. It's just, these guys are kind of meshing really well, and it's and it's showing in these games. So it's super exciting to see them Um have so much success and so much chemistry already that this season coming up is going to be fucking great. And I told you guys, you know, I'm going to try to be on my basketball game a lot better, but hopefully maybe I can get one or two guys in here to help me out with that, uh, to, to give you guys a better, uh, better breakdown of the bulls and the Blackhawks as well. Maybe even the Cubs, you know, why not the more knowledge, the better on this podcast. So, but they're looking exciting. 3-0 so far in the preseason. I'm not sure how many more preseason games they have, but, yo, this is going to be a really fucking fun team to watch with all these guys, how they're, you know, building this chemistry, and they they just seem like they're all having fun too. Lonzo needed a new fucking, a new fucking team to go to, right? DeMar DeRozan is just really fucking good. Vucevic, we got him. Zach Levine has been amazing, and, Caruso has always been pretty good, you know. It's he's the call him the fucking goat. Uh, so yeah, it's again very exciting new, very exciting uh, preseason so far from the Bulls, and hopefully, I'm hoping or I'm hoping to to watch them a lot during the actual their actual season. So getting really excited about the Bulls and getting really excited about good things to come for the Cubs, White Sox. Again, we'll see we'll see what happens. I hope they beat Houston. I don't want Houston to go back to the LCS or even the fucking world series. Fuck them to be honest. Fuck them. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, Oh, we didn't talk about the Blackhawks. Well, the Blackhawks are doing pretty well. I think. Yeah, it's, it's about it. I got, it's about, it's about all I got from the Blackhawks. I think they're having a good preseason too, but again, I don't know too much about hockey. I'm going to try to get into it a little bit more, maybe bring on someone else to talk Hawks for all you Blackhawks fans out there. But as of right now, um, Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at and now Rick, and we could just keep talking about the Bears, how they're doing really well, getting excited about the Bulls, and 
you know, the White Sox in the playoffs. Let's hope they beat Houston at least, right? Um, but yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. And yeah, hit me up and we'll talk to you guys later. See Women plus size, no lie. That why I stress my on your butt thighs. That's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta burger, French fry. Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my verses, my fluffy. She swear she let me eye. Kiss on her tummy, my tummy XL and fit her perfect. Won't catch me lurking at all. My richer ones, I spit soft. Sense so proud and so tall. Those cheeks around the applause over and over and over again. Told my homie and my parents we were only just friends. At first, I couldn't let my secret out then. It's getting deeper now, but I don't care what others think about me. Came out of depression, had to pick up the penny, get skinny nigga. Thick wallet, chubby chasing them Benjamins. Now I'm trying. I got all day to change the name, so we winning again. Sound partial. Hey, welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them all these little screw niggas that.